This is exactly right. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, honey. And June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens. And don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the Detective Club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out. You never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Hey, boo. It's me, Roz. I had on the show today Jen Kirkman, who is a writer and comedian. If you watched the show Chelsea lately, she was on a ton. And, you know, she worked on as a writer on The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. And she's done a couple of Netflix specials, which is, is fun binging if you're spending more time inside, as we all are. But I, I love Jen Kirkman, and she cracks me up because, as you'll hear in this conversation, it's like, does she believe in ghosts? Does she not? We explore that, but she certainly seems to have had some experiences that cannot be explained. And I had one recently, too. Now, if you're subscribed to my Patreon, patreon.com slash Ross then you may have seen a video I posted last week where I went to the abandoned, the old L.A. Zoo of Griffith Park, which is like, it's so cool. It's so unique to L.A. It's like these old, I guess they were polar bear enclosures that now are still standing, but people just like have picnics there. And then people talk about how it's like also super haunted for a variety of reasons. Some people say there's animal ghosts. Some people say there's human ghosts. Well, I went in there and I was recording a little bit and I heard like a whisper right next to the camera. 
And so I put that video up and I showed it to a couple of friends and they're like, yeah, that's kind of weird. If there really wasn't anyone in there with you, it sounds like an EVP. So now I'm like, the tables have turned, honey. Now I'm like one of the EVP people. So go give it a go give it a watch and tell me what you hear. It might it might just be an EV please. I don't know, but either way, I thought it was kind of interesting. I also had that wonderful episode that you've heard last week, if you're on my Patreon. Again, patreon.com slash rawsdressfulness. I had on my dear, 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 dear friend, Johnny Reinhardt, who is a Hollywood drag queen and incredible performer and singer. And, you know, we're very, very close and we've had a lot of experiences together. Um, Many experiences that were paranormal that I encountered, but Johnny did not encounter. (laughs) And we talked about that. And and Johnny was my friend that was with me when I stayed at the haunted bed and breakfast. Like last fall, I talked about it on the podcast. We went to this haunted bed and breakfast. We had some experiences. I made Johnny leave in the middle of the night with me and we drove all the way home a couple of hours And so I had Johnny on and we talk about her side of the story. And we also talk about the time we went to the Queen Mary and we listened to some EVPs. It's like a full, it's practical. I mean, it's like a, basically a full episode of this show that you can get um, since, since you didn't hear me on this main feed last week. And again, I'll be doing that for the holidays. I'll be doing that for uh, New Year's Eve and, Um, Christmas Eve, I'll be doing that as well, only on Patreon. Also on there this week, I had to go check out some eBay dolls. So uh, I'm back doing that. You can see me playing a little game of what I like to call Chucky or just Yucky, where I look at these dolls, these allegedly haunted dolls on eBay, and I give you my takes. And I like to be a little critical of their outfits, I'm not going to lie. And with every episode, I always do, you know, a bonus clip on Patreon, and it's kind of juicy, the one that I'm putting up today. Okay, so Jen's podcast, which is called No Fun, she talks about all kinds of things, and she happened to be doing this episode where she was staying at this Airbnb in New York, old, old, lots of history, and there was like a whisper voice. Not unlike the one that I heard when I was recently at the old L.A. Zoo. And her listeners picked up on it and they were like, you totally have an EVP going on in this episode that you recently posted. So then she starts getting paranormal investigators involved and she's trying to look into what is this clear as day voice. And then there turns out to be an even more sinister backstory Um that involves the horrors of not ghost people, living people. (laughs) And so uh, you can hear her explain that story. Certainly got the real tea, so you can hear that on Patreon. And I've recently lowered my price on Cameo, so hey, sounds like a fun holiday gift. I would love to send a little video of me saying happy holidays or Merry Christmas or Happy Hanukkah or whatever you want me to say, um, I'll do it. So go to cameo.com slash Ross Dresfeles for that because mama is still on the hustle. All right, let's just get into this conversation. Here is me talking to 
Jen Kirkman. On with the show. Hello, Jen Kirkman. How are you? Hi, thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. I was actually just thinking... Like uh, around this time of year, I'm like, okay, what are like, what are the Christmas things that I love doing? And then I was thinking about your Christmas show that you've done at the Improv. And yes. are you are you doing it this year digitally? I am. Thanks for asking. Oh my god, I'm doing it. It's called the Jen Kirkman Dysfunctional Christmas Show, and I yeah, I do it every year only in LA as a great way to you know not have to travel in December and risk gigs getting canceled because of weather. And um, anyway, but this year I get to do it online so the whole globe can come. And what's more dysfunctional than doing a show alone in my living room in front of my <laughs> Christmas tree during a pandemic? So <laughs> it's um, Friday, December 4th at 6 p.m. Pacific time. And it's through this company called On Location Live. And the fun part about it is if that time or none of those time zones work for you, wherever you are in the world, if you buy a ticket to it, you have the download available for 48 hours, so you can kind of watch it that weekend or whatever. So I hope oh, people can great. come to it. Yeah, it's it's on – if people go to my website, jenkirkman.com, and click tour, they'll see it. Or if they just go to my pinned tweet on Twitter, you know, it's not hard to find. There's always a, ske- a, a Hallmark sketch spoof, and it's more <laughs> it's more like sketch and monologues and music than, than any stand-up. And I'm certainly not doing stand-up on it because I think it's weird to do from – Zoom, it's just not. It's interesting so to me. weird. I've tried. I, it's hard. I don't I can't like do it. it. But yeah, so this year the Hallmark sketch will be. Um, you know, I haven't written it yet, but I want it to be roughly about uh, spoofing Lori Laughlin going to jail and all. <laughs> <laughs> she is like their star Hallmark um, actress, but now she's in prison during Christmas. Um, no, maybe she can do like um, a Christmas story. I'm trying to segue ghosts into the into Christmas. Yes. Oh, perfect. That was, <laughs> you know, it's funny, though, because you had just told me off air that you were kind of bummed that Halloween is over. And it is, you know, I don't know, there's something about this time of year that maybe because it gets dark so early or whatever. But there is something still like spooky and spiritual, I think, about Halloween through New Year's. There's all kinds of like religious and magical and weird traditions and you're right things that involve ghosts and i don't know it's a magical time of year i feel like well so what do you what do you believe in when it comes to this kind of stuff well you know my my beliefs have gone all over the place and this may sound disappointing but i actually think it's not i don't actually believe in ghosts but um i don't not if that makes sense like i'm okay i'm not someone who believes in a traditional god but I do actually think prayer is a powerful way for me to like calm down, get outside myself. And I don't need to uh, be praying to anything in specific that I really believe is out there looking at me. So in that sense, like I'm a hugely spiritual person. I love the paranormal. But at the end of the day, gun to my head, I have to pick one. I'm like, well, I guess I don't believe in ghosts, but I don't believe. In other words, I don't disbelieve that they could exist. I'm just not sure how many people who've experienced them including myself, have actually experienced a ghost. You know, I think it's okay. as even more wonderful and exciting and and strange than that. You know what I mean? That's all. I, I believe, I love, I like everyone tell me your stories. I want to hear it. I love to scare myself. Uh-huh. But, you know, my sister really believes in ghosts. Really, really, really. And 
She's very black and white about it to the point where she actually doesn't have fun with ghost stuff because she believes in it. So mm. she had a ghost show up in her bedroom, the house we grew up in. And honestly, it's I don't think she's lying, but I just I 100 percent know what she was experiencing with sleep paralysis. Like, I just know I've had it happen. You know, what did she say happened to her? She just felt like she couldn't get up and she was screaming and no sound was coming out. And there was a, a boy dressed in a colonial outfit holding her down. Oh, my God. And we grew up in a house in Massachusetts built in the 1800s. But I, everything she's describing is someone in a dream having sleep paralysis. And I've had it happen to me. And I just don't believe it because you wouldn't just have that one time thing if it, there was a ghost. But she believes it so severely that she, you know, I, I don't know. It's like I, she gets I'm. I'm scared of ghosts too. Like I'm not going to sit in a graveyard overnight. I'm not going to sit in a haunted. If you said this is supposed to be haunted. No, I'm not spending the night there. <laughs> yeah. But I, I can't deny that feeling you get when you're in a house that's old. Right. And well, something feels like you feel like there's something behind you or I don't know. There's just, there's something. I just don't think anyone has actually really, really seen a ghost. It just doesn't make sense to me. So when it comes to sleep paralysis and you see a figure, it seems like an actual person is there. What is that? That's all in your head, you think? You're just in a lucid state. You're half dreaming, half awake. Mm -hmm. So, so like, it's like your dreams have kind of bled into your yeah. awakeness. Yeah. And listen, I mean, in the in the before medical times, they thought that was like some kind of devil possession. And I don't think... There's not some element of evil to it. I don't, when it's happened to me, it's been horrifying. And you, it is 100% feels like someone's sitting on you. Well, what, what's it, can you tell us about when it's happened to you? It happened to me, um, and I live in a, a, a building that's really new. It's like seven years old. And I was the first person that ever lived in my apartment. It was built from the ground up. And so, you know, of course, anything can happen. It could be built over a burial ground, but... You know, it's like, I don't equate it with my place being haunted, but it was, um, here are the, the mitigating factors. It was right after the 2016 election. Oh, I went God. through a breakup, like right after that as well. So it was like intense grief from the election and the breakup. And I started ha having a lot of stress. And then in addition to it, a few times a week, I would have sleep paralysis where I'd wake up and I would hear something and I would have no idea that I was in any sleep state. It was dead serious. I was, a, it was me awake. And then suddenly I would see a figure just like a big gray blob of, I couldn't even tell what it was. And I would, and I would be screaming and no sound would come out. And then I would realize my head is on my pillow and my eyes are shut and I'm laying down. Like it, you know what I mean? I would slowly start to wake up and I was like, oh my God, that was so real. Or I would be sitting up screaming and feeling like someone was like touching, like some, you know, almost like if you had a, um, a dog that jumped on the bed and just started laying on you, but I don't have a pet. And so I was like, I'm just putting this all together. I'm extremely depressed. I'm going through a breakup. Trump just won. This is anxiety. You know, if it hadn't, if it had happened in an old colonial house when my life was going great, I probably would think it was a ghost. See, okay, now I talk to so many people that, of course, there's like no rules to ghosts because nobody really knows. But a yeah. lot of people believe 
that um, sleep paralysis, there's some demon type entities involved in that. And they feed off of people that are stressed, depressed, like, you know, low frequency is when they are ready yes. to pounce. So, I mean, and the other thing that I've learned from talking to people is that it's not necessarily because somebody died in your house or, you know, yeah. like, like ghosts or demons or whatever. They can just like find they can find you and they'll get you. Well, you know, I think I think there's something to it. Like my frequency was low. I was stressed out. And, you know, it was a dark place. And I do think, however, the solution for me was like more therapy, more meditation, you know, get that mm -hmm. vibration higher. There was really nothing spirit supernatural I was going to do because I needed to feel better all day long, not just at night. But I, I think you're right. I, I was um, one of my first day jobs in Los Angeles was working at Lifetime Television in the web department. And this was like 15 years ago when website I mean when TV networks were just beginning to have original content on their website and I was like in charge of like helping to produce this little show about um people who thought they had ghosts and anyway long story short I go and this guy this woman and her boyfriend kept seeing this like black blob in their room like just hanging there and the guy I worked with was like there's no ghost there's nothing there's not even energy no and they showed him a photo of it and we saw it and we were like oh this this looks like something anyway mm -hmm. the whole point is the woman who came in to sage the place and whatever she said um you know it's because this woman's boyfriend was an alcoholic and his when you're drunk, like you are more open to spirits and entities coming into you because your boundaries suck. And yet you're kind of that low frequency, especially if it's like a d the disease of alcoholism and not just like you're drunk one time. So it the guy got sober and moved out and they stopped seeing that blob in the in the room. I believe that. I do too. It was, and it was honestly, it was so scientific almost. It was like an energy, you know, it wasn't. Uh -huh. It was a, oh, I forget what she called it. But, you know, so stuff like that, I'm like, I don't know, something to it. I just don't ever think, when people are like, I stayed in this house and I saw a woman walk down the stairs in a white dress. I'm like, if you really did, your mind would be so blown that, that, that you would have to like take time off work. It would become your new mission to prove it. Like you wouldn't just be so casual. Like it was a cat you saw once. That was interesting. Like, well, that's, that's what, what I mean. I'm surprised about. Like so many people. I mean, I'm the kind of person where if something like that happens, I'm blabbering. I'm telling the whole world. But there's a lot of people that are just like, yeah, it was no big deal. Like, yeah, I just saw it. Yeah. Like the people that have that one ghost story. And, yeah. you know, and also I'm cool with people that are like, hey, I'm I see them all the time. So I'm just like, whatever. I mean, I'm into it. I Again, I want to hear everybody's stories. But, you know, you got to. Like there's certain people that are very spiritual. Then there's people that are negative, like all the time or going through something negative, like I was with my story. And then there's people like, let's just be honest, that are just dumb. And you're like, that wasn't a ghost, honey. And like, you can't even, it's not fun to listen to them. You know what well, I mean? There's people like me that want to believe it's a ghost. 
<laughs> and then I, sometimes I'm like, I don't think actually that wasn't a ghost. Now that I think about it. I mean, I'm cool with being like, I don't know what blank was. Um, no, but what about if somebody yeah. tells you a story? Oh, they saw this woman walking down the hallway and then they find out that a hundred other people have also seen that woman walking down the hallway. I go, it honestly doesn't increase my ability to believe it. It, okay. it makes me actually go, oh, well, that's one of those scientific things where it's like group conscience, group, you know, I don't know. I don't even have the smart thing to say, but, you know, groups, not group psychosis, but like that thing that had collective unconscious, you know, yes. whatever. Um, you know, if it turns out there are no aliens, that's why everyone's alien descriptions are the same. Even people who never met and never knew. I don't know. But I think, but whatever that phenomenon is of a hundred people seeing the same thing, if it isn't a ghost, whatever that phenomenon is, is just as thrilling to me as a ghost. It's like, that's insane that all of our minds can connect that way. And we, you know, like totally whatever that is. So, you know, I don't know what it is. I think it's just what the clothing trips me up. What do you mean? Just that like, they're not... Why are they wearing clothes? Like the clothes become see-through and... Well, I know. That's what I'm, I'm constantly... Honestly, that's that's so funny you say that because that's one of the things that always trips me up. I'm like, why are you wearing that outfit? Why is it always people from the 1800s? Why? Right. <laughs> like, do you, do you get to change your outfit? Yeah. I know one thing. My, my Aunt Kathy... Um, you know, I'm not very close with my extended family, but I, I was when I was a little younger. And so she was probably the last extended family member that I was really close with. Uh, anyway, she died, uh, I don't know, 15 years ago or so. And maybe even more. And we talked about it. She was dying, you know, and she talked about it with her kids and there was a plan. Like if you're a ghost, come back and do this. Cause she wanted to believe in ghosts. So did her, so did my uncle and she didn't, you know? Mm. And so it was like, you don't want to go, well, she must be in hell then. You know, <laughs> it's just like that. She said she would knock and she would do this and she would do that. And she said she would do this one specific thing. And what I thought was very interesting is she didn't, but her kids and her husband all claimed she came to them in various forms and you could just see that they wanted it to be true that she came to them, but mm. they, they moved the target. They're like, no, I know she was supposed to knock twice and do this if she was a ghost, but I saw a butterfly today and we don't have butterflies in this area. In fact, you know, like, okay. You like, they wanted <laughs> something, but I always feel like... But what are the rules? Like, when you die, we don't even know. It could be you you die, and then they're like, okay, listen, we can give you... You get two visitor <laughs> passes. Right. We can, we can give you a butterfly visit, but the knocking, you're not quite there yet. Well, I think that's so funny. You make such a good point where it's like, yeah, we don't get to decide on Earth. Like, guys, here's what I'm going to do in the afterlife, you yeah. know, if there is such a thing which, you know, I don't believe in one. And, and honestly, I don't because it scares me. I don't want any sense of being aware of any. I just want lights out because I'm, I'm afraid I'll miss out. I'm afraid mm -hmm. I'll miss stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, I'm afraid I'll be aware that I'm dead and missing out on things is what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't enjoy thinking about that. But 
But you're right. Like she might have like in this fantasy world where she gets to, you know, call the shots as a ghost. I mean, we've all seen movies about that. Like it's a wonderful life. Like Clarence didn't just get his wings. He had to do all this stuff. And yes, or the movie Ghost. <laughs> it's like that, too. It's like you can't walk through people yet or whatever. Um, oh, right. Right, right, right. Well, I will tell you that, like, you know, I grew up in this house built in 1812 in Massachusetts. And it's haunted. It, totally. And I think that <laughs> it's like it's hard to, you know, living in L.A. now where everything is so new. And there's definitely a difference between the energies I feel in Los Angeles and the energies I felt in Massachusetts. In Massachusetts, it felt like just a bunch of eyes always looking at you, like you were never truly alone in certain houses, but nothing bad. Mm. But in L.A., if I ever feel an energy, it feels dark and evil, like someone OD'd here, you know, like that kind of thing. Right. But there was something about growing up in Massachusetts where everything is just so old that, yeah, it just, it 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 was, I don't know any other way of growing up. So I'm, predis- I'm predisposed to kind of get into ghost stuff and and go like oh maybe something's there because everything around me was so ancient and well i always think that in in places like that and you know england and just places that have old ghosts i think that they're they're they've been doing the job for a long time and they've got it figured out like i think ghosts here are younger and they're and hotter. All, they're hot. <laughs> They've got abs, and <laughs> they want to be seen, and they don't know how to do it yet. But then, like ghosts and and places that they've been ghosts for three hundred years, they're just like, yeah, we're here. Like it's fine. Yeah, we're just living among very Beetlejuice. Like we're just living with you in the attic, you know. And right. And like whereas here they want followers. Uh, like it, yes, exactly. They're like. <laughs> most cult leaders I just remember growing up like it was very much we talked about ghosts my family were like this house is haunted there's ghosts my parents were like that they're like there's also aliens you know this is nothing was off the table so really? yeah and so that's all we talked about my dad especially is really into this stuff and so you know um did they have experiences like are they from Massachusetts yeah they do but they're I mean Again, it's like I hear their stories and I'm like, mm-hmm. It just doesn't sound real to me. But my my dad is more like he uh, he claims he saw the piano playing by itself in the house I grew up in. Okay. And I'm like, come on. I, I mean, what am I going to – all right. But I've just known that since I was like three, you know. And – I do remember that, you know, they were, my sisters are older than me and they were gone and out of the house, you know, out in college, out in life by the time I was eight. So I was kind of an only child most of my childhood. And I was in no rush for my parents to, you know, I wasn't one of those people that was like, God, I hope my parents go out for the night so I can be home alone. You know, I was actually (laughs) kind of scared of my house and, Mm -hmm. and I wasn't like, yeah, when they would be out at night and leaving me home alone. I mean, I was old. I was like 12 or 13. And I was like, I would get scared. Like, I always wanted my back up against something. Like, sometimes I wouldn't move for hours. Because I just felt like it was haunted. My grandmother, my mom's mom, really into ghosts. Into everything. Everything. Um, And she claimed that a ghost pushed her in our bathroom. (laughs) 
And she wasn't like this. I mean, she was an old lady, but she didn't have like a fall or a dizzy spell. She was like, I got pushed. And I'm like, are these people attracting this shit? Because nothing like things happen like, you know, those um, we had like those shades in our house that were like rolling. You pull them down like on the windows uh-huh. and, and they would flip up and like, you know, oh, yeah, those are made for haunted houses because they yeah. can just go right up. Out of the blue, that would happen, or lights would flicker. There was always something, but you can always explain it away. You know, a door opens for no reason. We had that three times a week. It was just, you know, there's certain parts of the house where there'd be like this weird cold chill for no reason. We'd be like, oh, that's like the haunted part of the stairs. There Always. <laughs> and, you know, every year at Christmas was a very ghosty time for me. Like I always felt really tapped in during Christmas season. And, you know, we'd put those fake candles in the window and the room where my sister saw the ghost, which I don't believe. Um, I do think that room was haunted. I just also think she, I think both things are true. Um, I don't know what you believe. I'm so confused. I'm so confused too. You think the room's haunted, but you don't believe it goes. I don't know. It's fun to listen to though. Well, I think there's some weird energy in there. I think there's some like energies trapped, you know? Uh Uh-huh. But I don't think it would ever be manifested in seeing it as a ghost. Okay. Um, and I just don't. I don't know why. But in that room, for some reason, you know, we would... I always remember we'd, like, go somewhere and then come home at night and the candle would be off in that room. We could see it from the street. And my mom would go back in and... It wasn't a thing with the light socket. She would twist the candle and it would go back on. It was almost as though somebody had untwisted it, you know, with those little electric plug-in like Christmas candles that you put mm-hmm. in the windows. And this is like way before battery-powered ones. And anything. so, and there'd always be um, that window was always foggy. You know, it was always like had this like moist, <gasps> like someone thing. was breathing on it. Yeah, but it would have to be like forty people breathing on. Like the whole window was always that that you could like write in it like a foggy window in the morning on your car you know it always had this wet quality to it so it was something was weird but you know they don't have any of that now my parents still live there really maybe the ghosts were like uh attracted to you or maybe once you left they stopped well that was that was something that let me put this out to you. So that that whole sleep paralysis thing that I had, like my family is, you know, they're lovely, but uh, dysfunctional, right? And there was so much like just emotional chaos and drama in my home. Also very loving. No one was beating anyone. No one had drug issues. But the, my parents are just, I mean, now they're, they're just like the Costanzas. You know what I mean? On Seinfeld. Yeah. Like just yell. Everything is yelling. There's no reaction to anything that isn't utter hysteria and yelling. <laughs> and like there's no sense of there was sense of like being strict. Like you're not allowed to do this. You're not allowed to do that. But there was no sense of like these people know what they're doing. I'm going to look to them for the answers <laughs> in life. You know, none of that. Everything to them was like hysterical reaction. <laughs> and so I think like that kind of energy in the house can feel haunted like it's bad energy <laughs> there's something to that i think oh my god that's so funny and then there and then it's like then ghosts appear and then they 
uh, are very like they believe in it and they think everything's a ghost. And yeah, but it's like maybe it's everyone's whacked out energy that's like <laughs> stir. I will. T- okay, do you want to hear a really crazy story? Hell yeah! Wait, is this still about the house? Because I have like one or two questions about this house. It, it's about the house. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Ask me what's what. Well, what's like the history? And do oh. you know? Yeah. So this is this. Okay. So this is where the crazy story comes in. So. My dad's a greenskeeper of a golf course. I mean, he's 82 now. He's retired, but they still live there. And they got the house for free. Like, it came free with the job. Otherwise, someone that is a greenskeeper wouldn't be able to afford um, a house in this town, even though the house itself was no great prize, you know. So the greenskeeper's house comes with the job. So I lived on a golf course ton of land, which obviously was not always just a golf course. So we would find interesting things in the backyard, like buried there, like um, arrowheads, you know, stuff like that, like, like Native American stuff, like just little weird things here and there. Um, And our house was registered in the Historical Society. And I guess who used to live there, like in the in the layout of the town in the early 1800s, was a blacksmith. And he had one arm, and he had a shotgun and a dog, and we had a picture of him. And we would just laugh that this guy had one arm, and he was a blacksmith, but he did pretty well. And we found his diaries in our attic. And so there was a sense of this lonely guy that had lived there. Wow. Isn't that kind of cool? So it, the and he would write about the war, whatever war was going on. So that was the history of it and then I don't know, my parents moved in there in like the early 60s, so I'm not sure who lived there before. But yeah, it had been around since 1812 and when there was really nothing else around and it was just land and So was the only report of seeing a ghost your sister? Yes. Interesting. And this is the sister. I love her to death, but she sees a million things because she wants to. Do you know what I mean? Like, she's not a reliable source. Is she looking for ghosts? She's looking. (laughs) But we all do. But if you talk to anyone in my family, it's like, I'm just telling you that there's certain people that I would listen to all day long telling me, weird spiritual spooky stuff and then sometimes with my family i'm like would you shut up you guys really don't i hope you guys don't say this like (laughs) dinner parties or like at a job interview or like on a date like just you sound not crazy but you know what i mean like you guys could sound kind of dumb you know like everything is like i really believe i saw i I can't i my sister claims my sister now lives in another uh her house is newer, but like she lives near a cemetery and she claims she's seen like three people standing in front of her barn that were <laughs> ghosts. I'm like, all right, this is getting insane. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into, whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve. The key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, honey. And June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. 
This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens. And don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the Detective Club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out. You never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. So, are you afraid that that's how you would appear telling these stories? No, no, no. I, I'm truly not. I used to be like this. And then I started to be like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> well, what's the story that you were telling me happened with your grandmother? Oh, well, let me wait. Can I just tell you the crazy house story first? Because this is yeah. this oh, is just yeah. OK. So. Important to the story is that my dad never bought this house. It came mm. for free. So. When the house comes with for free, ghosts for free with ghosts. So when you get a house for free, you're not really doing construction on it because a, he didn't have the money and B it's like a historical house. You can't, you have to get permission from the town to do stuff, but also you have to get permission from the people that owned the house, which were the, the people that the town owned it. The town owns the golf course. It owns the house. So he had to go through all this red tape. So we did, uh, they owned the house from 19, they lived in the house from 1960 until right now. So I remember in the eighties, everything was just kind of dated and my parents wanted to do some minor renovations. And so we got some new stuff. Like we got a dishwasher in the kitchen and they put in new counters and then they took down the wallpaper in the dining room and put up new wallpaper. And they had not done that since they moved in. And they moved in with whatever was there. So they had never seen the original walls of the dining room, like the original stone walls ever until 1984. So cut to 1986. Sorry. So, all right. So pause on that. So I have an older sister named Linda. And in 1982, I was... I was little. I was like eight. Linda is 14 years older than me. So she was 22. She got married impulsively. This guy sucked. He's their divorce. But uh, she got married to this guy whose last name was Blackstone. Okay. And she took his name and she became Linda Blackstone. Okay, great. So that's 1982. I'm eight years old. They're divorced a year later. But that's part of her history. Her name at one point was Linda Blackstone. Okay. Cut to four years later, 1986. My parents are like, you know what? We're going to ask the golf club for some money. We're going to renovate the house a little bit. So they renovate the house. This is when they find the blacksmith's diaries in the attic. We didn't know about them before. Mm. 
This is when we see the original wall in the dining room. And basically, in 1812, there was the house I lived in and another house, uh, I don't know, a little bit away, but you could see it out the window. The blacksmith was in love with a woman named Linda Blackstone <gasps> that lived in that house. Okay, and that's I, weird. I just blew the story, but I had to blow it so that I can take you through it now. So basically what happens is he's writing about this woman he's in <clears throat> love with. We, it's in the diaries. But we don't know her name. You know, the lady from the house or whatever. Linda from the house. It's like something like that. And my mom was like, oh, weird. Like the guy that used to live here was in love with a woman named Linda. We didn't know that. Then they get to the original wall in the dining room and there was a like someone had painted on the walls a badly painted portrait of a woman and it said Linda Blackstone on it so like oh in the God. wall does it this all make sense right yeah 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 so and then my family was just like oh my god this is so fucking weird and my it, but it's funny because like of all the things that like everyone in my family find I thought that was the weirdest thing ever and my family's just like, eh. Like, we thought it was weird at the time. And my sister Linda is not the one I'm talking about that had the kid in the bed thing. Okay. My sister Linda is a different sister. She's had other ghost experiences. She doesn't find this thing weird. That would freak me out so bad that I would probably want to just, like, live in an institution after that. If, like, <laughs> somehow, you know, like, I grew up in a house. My name was named after the woman that this guy had been in love with and then I married someone with that last name. That would weird me out. It's so weird. Like, I don't know what that story means. Does that mean there's a ghost? There's an energy? I don't know. It's just a weird coincidence that I don't like. It creeps me out. It's such a weird coincidence. I mean, is that a common name around the area or anything? I mean, it sounds very 1800s. It's a great name. But Linda it's Blackstone. Like, but it's like... I don't... I mean, I'd never known anyone... I mean, I don't know. It was just... Strange. It was just strange to see your sister's name written on the wall. It's so before weird. She was, uh, 200 years before she was born, you know? Now, with her name being Linda, did she ever have experiences in the house? You know, like if there's this ghost that w used to be in love with someone named Linda, like was there anything, any weird ghost stuff like that? No, she just claims that she, I mean, her ghost stories are more about everywhere else she's ever lived you know like got it she thinks people are visiting her you know and, uh, i don't know but that was the that was just something that i was like weird you know uh but my grandmother's story this is the closest i've had to like some kind of sense of like connection with the dead you know what i mean okay like being so my mom's mom, Jeanette, is, we were very close and similar. And every Sunday we'd go to her house, take her grocery shopping. You know, her husband, I never met my grandfather. Her husband died when, she, when he was in his 60s. She lived to be 99. And she was just very feisty and inde as independent as you could be. But she... Uh, you know, never learned to drive a car because her husband wouldn't let her. She was an amazing seamstress, but her husband wouldn't let her work. 
And she never fulfilled any of her dreams. You know, she didn't really want to have kids. And she was named class wit in the 1930s. Mm-hmm. Or no, not whatever, the 1920s. And I think we were similar. You know, I think I just genetically got a lot from her, even if I'd never met her, you know. And I'm the spitting image of her. And we'd go, so we'd go every week and she'd make me tea and we'd have tea at four o'clock. And her mom was originally from Quebec. And so I don't know, she always had this like European vibe to her, but she was just this simple old lady lived in Lowell, Massachusetts. And she'd worked in the mills of Lowell in the 1800s and been like, not 1800s, but whatever, early turn of the century and sexual harassment, you know, the whole thing. So, I think we just always had something between us, even though she would blatantly tell me that my cousin Justin was her favorite. (laughs) (laughs) But we used to watch Star Search all the time, every Sunday. (laughs) Love it. Uh, Yeah. And she hated stand-up comedians. Hated. (laughs) Hated male stand-up comedians. She thought they were so stupid, so unfunny. (laughs) And she would just go... She would just look at me, and I was always just fascinated with anyone performing. I mean, I guess a little bit comedy, but she would turn to me and go, kind of stupid, isn't it? That was her thing. And that was just what Nana said when she didn't like comedy. So, Did she like Ed McMahon? No, she, she liked very little. She loved, she had a weird crush on Rob Reiner from All in the Family <laughs> and Tom Selleck. Well, yeah, I get that. She, yeah, she had a weird thing for like kind of more of a hippie man. Mm-hmm. Facial Or like hair. a 70s man. Yeah. And she didn't, she'd be like, I'm so glad your grandfather's dead. He's German. He's a jerk. I'm sorry that I, I'm sorry I made a, another German. I hate Germans, you know. <laughs> she'd always apologize to me for making me part German. <laughs> anyway, she was just a trip. So as she gets older, she's getting more stubborn. She won't move out of the house. <sighs> my mom's going up once a week, and my Uncle Paul, my mom's brother, he lives about 10 minutes away, so he would go check on her, you know, basically just make sure she's still alive, you know. He'd call her every few days, but Nana was fine, like perfect health, just old, you know. And... Now, obviously, I knew, you know, she was 99. So it's not wow. like, it's not, or she was about to turn 99, so 98, whatever. It's not crazy. If you had said to me, you know, she died in 2008. If you said to me, Jen, is Nana going to die this year? I'd be like, yeah, well, probably, you know, because she's mm-hmm. 98. But this isn't a story about predicting it so much. So, and also my my uncle Paul and his family, they love ghosts and the supernatural. I mean, it was the, that's why I think Christmas is so ghosty to me. Whenever we'd go over there for Christmas, they would tell us ghost stories about their house. Their house was haunted by a woman named Teresa. And, you know, whenever they walk down the stairs, they feel like they're being pushed. And they used to have this giant giraffe in their bedroom and it would, you know, they'd come in the room and it would be facing the wall, you know, stuff like that. And that's just all we talked about every Christmas, Thanksgiving, ghosts, 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 ghosts. And it was just like, uh, you know, and I was like, all right. I, you know, it. I love that I you grew up around this ghost culture. It's so cool. 
it, it's it's seriously the only thing my family talks about like <laughs> ghosts and aliens ghosts and aliens so i want to have your whole family on oh my god you should they will come on so they so uncle paul checks on nana every few days whatever and he used to say i know someday i'm gonna go over there and she's gonna be dead you know he just always kind of bracing himself as she got older. So anyway, uh, it's like spring of 2008, and I had just gotten a job writing on the Chelsea Lately show. Yes. <laughs> and uh, I, what what was it? I I gave my sister, I gave, I guess I gave my family my desk phone number. I don't know why. And anyway, so. At the time I was married or engaged or dating, so I don't remember, but we're divorced now. But I was I was with whoever the guy was I ended up marrying. Okay. And we're in our apartment, and in the middle of the night, I have this dream. It's so realistic. And I'm I'm watching one of my friends do comedy, this guy who I really think is funny. And I'm sitting there and my and I, I realize there's someone next to me and it's my grandmother. And she turns to me and goes, kind of stupid, isn't it? And I go, oh, Nana, you look so young. She looked 40 years old, you know, just like in this little like 1940s outfit. Um, she made her own wedding dress and, and wore like a black dress to her wedding for some oh reason. Oh, my God. Like, that's amazing. Yeah. I don't, it's really weird. Like, and she, we were super Catholic, but I don't know, she had this like black wedding dress with like this black hat and veil. And she's she wearing her wedding outfit. And I turn because I hear her voice go, kind of stupid, isn't it? And I look and it's my Nana. I go, oh, my God, Nana, you look so young. She goes, I'm young here now. Um, here, where I am now, we're, we're all young again or something like that. And so I wake up from the dream and I'm like, oh, my God, I think she's dead. I think she, and I start smelling. And then I start sneezing and um, this like lavender like the lavender bush outside was just the windows were open in our bedroom and I couldn't stop sneezing. I couldn't stop sneezing. I remember my husband woke up and I was like, the lavender bush, the lavender bush. Anyway, cut to the next morning. My ex-husband's like, why are you talking about a lavender bush in the middle of the night? He goes, we don't have a lavender bush. We lived in an apartment in West Hollywood where there was no yard. And I go, the window, he kept saying that I woke up in the, in the middle of the night going, the lavender bush, and he said I was sneezing, though, and saying I smelled the lavender, and he had to shut the window. And I was like, oh, yeah, I kind of remember that. So my Nana has a giant, like, all this overgrown lavender outside of her kitchen window, just, like, insane, like, needed to be taken care of. But it, but so, anyway, I get to work at Chelsea. I've only been there a couple weeks, and... um I just have this feeling, but I'm like, oh, that dream was weird. And, and I, I, I'm like, I'm going to call my family later and just check in. But it was more like I had, you know, I overslept. I have to get to work. Like, it's not the first thing on my mind, but it's in there. And we're sitting there and Chelsea had just filmed something where she went to a nursing home and was like fucking around with old people. And I just got really emotional and like almost started crying. And I started babbling going, oh, my Nana would have been so good in, in stuff like this. Like she was so funny. And I just started telling these stories. I just remember my boss going, that's a great story about your Nana, Jen. Um, we got to get on with the meeting. I go, Oh, sorry. 
<laughs> so then um, I have to pee. And so I get up and go to the bathroom and I walk by my desk and the red light on my desk phone is on as someone has left a message. And I was like, that's someone from my family telling me Nana's dead. Like I knew it because I was like, no one else really has this number. And I dialed the number. And it was my sister. And she was like, call me. And I called her. I was like, Nana died. She's like, how'd you? I'm like, I just knew. Now, obviously, it's not that crazy to guess that when someone calls and your grandmother's 98, like, of course, but all the things that had happened, you know, like that dream. And so they said my uncle went to the house. So basically, my Nana had a doorbell that didn't work. Um, That's why my uncle had a key to her house. So basically, the last couple years of her life, her doorbell was broken and she was just stubborn about the weirdest thing. She would not let my uncle send someone to fix it because she didn't want strange men outside looking in her window. And he was like, I'll come over. I'll deal with it. No, Paul, we don't need the doorbell. You have a key. Nobody ever needs to ring the bell. I'm never going to answer it anyway. Who cares? I don't want a doorbell. Don't fucking give me. He's like, all right, all right. No doorbell. So for two years, she had no doorbell. I mean, she had one, but it didn't work. So Paul let himself into the house because um, he had been calling all morning and she didn't answer. And he was like, fuck, all right, here we go. I know what I'm about to find. And he opened the door and she was dead on the kitchen floor. Mm. And he, the window was open and he just said that like, it was really strange because there was, she had all these lavender bushes outside and then the smell of lavender was overwhelming in the kitchen. Whoa. So it was like this really nice smell, but there's this corpse and they, uh, you know, she'd probably died like the night before. Um, and you had the dream. Yeah. I think she came right to me. I don't know why. I don't think it was psychic on my part. I think there's, when you're that close with someone and you're, that you, I have the same DNA. I think energies connect. And I think she came, I don't, she didn't come to anyone else, but maybe I was open to it, you know? Um, and she, so then, uh, I had a dream. So then we buried her and she was buried right next to her husband who she claimed she hated. (laughs) And everyone was like, oh, this is ironic. Like, she's going to be buried next to Freddie, who she's been shit-talking for 40 years. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and I had a dream that night that they were dancing together in a kitchen. Um, you know, that was probably just creative. I don't think I don't think I was actually, like, seeing some afterlife. But but uh, when we, were, we all went to her house to clean it out, and I put on her wedding hat that she'd worn, and I put on her old furs and all that stuff and we were there and all of a sudden the doorbell started ringing oh we were saying she would fucking hate this she would hate us in here going through her stuff and then the doorbell was just like like it just wouldn't stop oh my god and we all looked outside and paul's like that doorbell is still broken i never fixed it because she would be mad at me he's like that's her. And we were like, you're fucking with us. Stop it. And he's like, how am I fucking with you? How would I make a doorbell ring? We're all inside. I mean, it was, it was weird. And I was like, God damn it. I can't deny that that was something. That's something. I mean, that's when you, uh, when I talk to people that 
you can try to analyze these things. And of course, there are a lot of, um, you know, uh, ways to rationalize these kinds of experiences. But I love it when when somebody has an experience with like, there's no way, like there's no other explanation. No. And, you know, my Uncle Paul loves ghosts, but he also loves fucking with us. And, and of course, like many of those Christmas and Thanksgivings that we spent together were like, part ghost stories that were true and part fucking with us and always trying to scare us. Like that was his favorite thing to do was scare me because I was so into ghosts. And this was one of those times where he just died laughing. He's like, I swear to God, the one time I'm not fucking with you is now. And he's like, I'm scared too. Now here's how you could explain it away. The doorbell has been broken for two years. My Nana didn't hear very well. And who would she tell about this? Maybe it always rang intermittently like that. I don't know. You know, we, we don't know. But uh, maybe she wasn't alone, though. We might we, you know, my mom still visited her once a week. And it was just like, yeah, she was there. There was something weird about it, you know, and I just felt I felt shook when I had that dream. I, I just did. And, and I don't know. I don't know. There was just I think my Nana died in um kind of a scary way that nobody wants and I think she was just trying to like tell me you know what I mean like she it seemed there'd been like a trail of blood like she might have hit her head in the bathroom and she Mm. was heading towards the phone and she just she had a really violent fall like her wedding ring broke in half you know like it was just bad I think she was dead before she fell but my uncle said it was just pretty gruesome. And she was also, <laughs> I used to do this bit about this in my stand-up, but, so I don't mean it to sound horrible, but she had no clothes on except for a, a black bra. <laughs> and it's not funny, but it's just like, you know, obviously she was getting dressed or undressed or something, but just for her son to have to see that, he was just like, oh my God. Well, I love that in the dream, she says that she gets to be young and and look cute. Well, that was that was something that I remembered from growing up, that I was always taught. My grandmother had her own set of Catholicism. It was like based on like conspiracy theories, weird radio shows she heard, <laughs> some Old Testament, some New Testament, some just bullshit like just made shit up, you know, and she would always tell me, oh, the world's ending in the year 2000, you know, all this crazy shit. And she used to tell me that heaven in heaven, you just you get to be your prime age. Well, you know, there's a lot of people that believe that whatever you believe is what happens. Yes. And I believe that. I do, too. Yes. So I think that she did end up having that and came to me to tell me, even though I won't have that because I don't believe that. But yes, I totally believe it. (laughs) When I believe that, like what scares you can manifest as well, you know, like if if you're afraid of a demon in the night, then maybe that's how it will appear to you. But if you're afraid of a clown in the night, maybe it'll appear (gasps) that way. Like, like, I think that it's I think that there's something to that. But I don't know. Oh, I do, because our minds are so um, mysterious and big. And that's why I said, like, I, you know, she always, she had the crazy ideas. The poor woman. I really wish she'd gotten to live in more modern times. But she was just convinced that God and Jesus hated her because she didn't go to church anymore. And, you know, and she didn't go because she 
didn't really have a way to get there. But then we'd ask her if she wanted. But I think deep down she just didn't want to go, you know. <laughs> well, it's funny that you you actually brought up like one of my buzzwords on this show or whatever. Like people are so like sick of me talking about it. But I grew up Catholic and I believe yeah. that Catholics believe in ghosts. Like it's just like passed oh, down yeah. from generation because there's just such a tradition of supernatural type things in the Catholic belief. And so it's just like ingrained in you to at least teach your kids or, you know, like I think parents raise their kids with the belief that they that ghosts are a thing. Well, even like in the in the, you know, the the Trinity, like the Father, Son and Holy Ghost or Holy Spirit. Like there's, exactly like the whatever that's supposed to be, this feeling of our soul that that isn't, you know, our brain. <laughs> It's referred to as a ghost or whatever. It's, it's so totally. weird. But there's I know. Just like so Catholics many things. Like, are very I, ghosty. I think about like, oh, we're going to turn this wine into blood. Like it's kind of like you have to suspend your belief a little bit or I don't know. You have to I, you really have to believe that. So then exactly. if you believe that, then what else is true? Well, I think then that's what it is with my family is they believe all the things <laughs> yeah. and I don't, but I do believe that whatever you believe you get, because I don't think life is that cruel. And I think our brains at the end are made designed to comfort us. So well, um, that's like when you what you said about praying. I mean, yeah. there's also people that believe in manifesting through meditation or chanting or, you know, there's I think there's different ways of doing things. Um, and it's just like I think that. Like, yeah, with religion, whatever you believe in is what works for you. Like there's, I don't know. And I love the idea, like, you know, I love the idea that if she believed in Jesus, that that's what she saw when she died. Like just this nice <laughs> Rob Reiner hippie kind of man. Totally her type. <laughs> her type coming to give her a hug and saying, you know, you're forgiven for not going to church or whatever. I mean, I hope, but who knows? She We're was so good. hard on herself. We're she cool. probably, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's like, so I think there's a big tradition in my family of like, just a lot of fantasy and a lot of believing in ghosts. We just loved it, you know? And, and I wouldn't take that. I mean, I'm not one of these annoying people that goes home and is like, none of this is real. This just our minds. Like, no, I don't do that to them. But, <laughs> But deep down, I'm like, okay, all of these ghost stories can't be ghost stories. Or, like, or else you guys would be being studied by the greatest scientists of all time that my family, each person has seen more than 100 ghosts in their life everywhere they've lived. Like, you guys, you can't be that special. I just think it's fun to believe it. I mean, if it's not harming anyone, I think it's just like, <laughs> why not? That's it's not my harming anyone, but it also, like... There's just other areas where I'm like, okay, you know, my sister fell for a multi-level marketing scheme. Once, you know what I mean? It ties into a certain kind of naive, you know what I mean? And not always, but I just go like, if we believe in ghosts, let's just be very careful about what else we believe in. <laughs> no, that's, I think that that's good, though, because that's how I was. I mean, I, I don't think I'm a naive person because I... I also think that I'm pretty good at uh, connecting with like my intuition and that sort of a thing, but my gut. But um, when it comes to ghosts, I've 
I've always like wanted to believe that things were real. And as time has gone on, especially from talking to so many different people on this podcast, I I'm getting more analytical or I'm just I'm just trying to weigh out all the different options. But again, it's so fun when you can't explain things. Well, you know, there's a um, there's a ghost hunter that I was I was listening to some podcast and I guess there's some famous ghost hunter guy. Uh, I don't remember his name, but I think if I said it, you and everyone that is into ghosts would be like, oh, that guy. He doesn't believe in them. And yet he hosts like one of the most popular shows because he's wants there to be. He just ha- he just hasn't found he doesn't feel he's found definitive proof, even though he's had unexplainable, crazy things happen. And so that's kind of where I'm at, too, where I'm like, I would love it. Like, I would love it. I want ghosts. I want aliens. I want everything. I want, like, I want to, like, I don't know. Like, there's this notion that somebody said something really cool once. Like, the dead aren't above us or below us. They're right next to us at all times. And I thought that was a neat way to look at it. Look behind you. Yes. And, you know, it is true. It. Whenever I'm scared at night, I will run and sit and put my back against the couch. It's always this back thing. And I don't know what that is, but I've had it since I was a kid, that there's something behind me. Um, I still open up the shower curtain. I'm still um, I, I don't like being around um, windows that are open at night. Like I don't like I have to have curtains covering them. I'm just like I I have things like that that I just I can't get over. Wait, what's the what's the curtains covering the windows thing? In case well, people are looking in. I'm afraid that someone no? could look in. Cuz if the lights are on and you're in the home, anyone outside, you're perfectly illuminated, but you can't see them. Yes, no, that's why I'm so grateful that I live on the 4th floor and and none of that can happen. Like no one can look in anywhere. Well, if and, somebody no. is looking in, they're floating and it's a ghost. <laughs> An out, you never see a ghost outdoors except my sister who saw three outside of her barn. But like, they always seem very indoors, indoorsy types. They're, in, they're, yeah, they're like cats. Like, do you see a ghost at the beach ever? I do remember this one night, like, hearing my parents wake up and I could hear all this banging downstairs, and my sisters were grown up and. There was no pets and very small house. It wasn't like someone could have passed through and got like, and uh, I heard my parents sort of talking it out. Like, what do we do? Do we call 911? Like, is this it? Is someone in the house? You know, and you could hear it. It felt like someone walking around in our kitchen and like banging pots and pans. And my dad got his baseball bat. I could hear them doing this. And he went downstairs and I was like, oh, we're fucked, you know? And uh, he's like, hello. And he turned on the lights and all the noise stopped and no one was there. That is so scary. It was terrifying. And I remember him coming back up and I was like, Dad, I heard everything. And he's like, it's just a ghost, Jen. Like that, you know. (laughs) Go back to bed. It's just the (laughs) literal boogeyman. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, okay. But, you know, stuff like that. It's like maybe it was mice. You know, I don't, you know, they were in the cabinets. Like, who knows? Well, I had that happen the other night where I had just taken a shower, super hot water, and I was hearing banging. And I guess it's like the water heater doing that kind of a thing in like an apartment. But I was like, I think there's somebody in the other room. I don't like that when you're in the bathroom. And that's a scary thing because is it like, what if it was somebody? 
like, so I don't want to be like, you're getting that predicament where you're like, do I call the cops? Because what if the cops come here and there's nobody here? <laughs> right. And they're like, oh, boy. <laughs> well, you know, I, I will say this for someone that I don't like definitively believe in ghosts or not. If you gave me the choice of two houses and they were exactly the same and I would have no problems with either one. It's just that one was a little one was built yesterday and one was built 200 years ago and there might even be more benefits to the one from 200 years ago it's it's cheaper whatever i would go with the one that was just built i am you know i would be afraid of hauntings well do you know about the los feliz murder house that's up for sale you know what's so funny i hate anything about like murder and killing and i just it i feel like i'm attracting demonic energy if i listen to podcasts about that or watch (laughs) things about it but I went on a walk and I haven't really been doing much in the quarantine, but I went on a socially distanced mask walk with my friend and he is really into all this kind of stuff. And he was like, that's the Los Feliz murder house. Mm-hmm. And it was all, he said he'd walked by it like last year and they still had a Christmas tree up and like presents unwrapped. Yes. Right? It's like the doctor that killed all his family. Yeah. I, it's been a couple of years because like, a couple moved in. They started like renovating it and then yeah, it's they all got out of there. Modern. Oh, they got out? They got out of there. And right now, the last time I looked at the listing a couple weeks ago, it's like just stripped down to the studs. And it's like it would take so much work to make it livable. But it's still at least, you know, like on the outside. And Yeah, because we walked by it. It looks brand new, modern on the outside. And um, oh, interesting. Well, see, I wonder if the people left because it was haunted. I think it's probably because it was so much work. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it's like a, it has like a ballroom. Like it's like a huge mansion that is like so old and has been abandoned for like since I think the 50s. Like, oh, I can't even imagine what you would have to do. Well, then I also speaking of Los Feliz murder houses, the uh, where the La Bianca murder happened, that house just went back up for sale after being bought by the guy from Ghost Adventures. He oh, was only weird. there for like a year and then he put What's it back What's that guy's up. name? That might be the guy I'm talking Zach about. Zach Baggins? No, he is, he's somebody oh, no. that's like, that was a ghost. Something just touched me. Like he's oh, okay. very into that. <laughs> Wait, uh, we have one more thing that I wanted to do if you're yeah. down. We um, play a game where we listen to ghost voices. Does that sound good? Terrifying, but yeah. <laughs> It's time for EVPs or EV please. Okay, you know what an EVP is, right? Yeah, of course. So I go to YouTube and I find EVPs, electronic voice phenomena. And I like to have my guests listen to it and tell me either what they heard or what the ghost hunter believes that the ghost said. So I'll play it and then I'll give you some options. Um... This first one on YouTube is from somebody named, oh, it's from Haunted Salem, and it's in Salem, Massachusetts. Oh, by the way, spent a lot of time in Salem. That feels haunted as shit. Oh, my God. I want to go there so bad. Oh, I've gone on all of the witch house tours. There is something going on there. Oh, so cool. Now, they didn't say where exactly in Salem this was, but tell me what you hear. Well, I heard of a man's voice, but this, what am I supposed to, what? Do you hear, well, let's tune in and let's see if you could hear any words at all. Okay. 
I think no, they've but edited I, it. It sounds very robotic. I do hear a guy's voice, but is this supposedly someone that... Oh, bless me. Is this supposedly someone that went into a home with a recording device? They went someplace in Salem and were, I'm assuming, ghost hunting because it's called Haunted Salem. And they caught this voice. If, if, I, if I did that, I would feel scared, yeah. Did you hear but, but anything? I, I did. But I, you know, I don't, I'm like, well, that was just like a air traffic control like I don't believe that <laughs> that's from a person in Salem posting their like I think it's well let me give I you some know. options because it was they okay. believe it was one of these options is it a ooh I just can't handle you b we are behind you Christina is it c you just turned 22 wait these are the things they think the that it's one of these saying? options and I've got one more okay wait play it again okay I didn't hear any discernible words. All right, sorry. Wait, let me play it again. I, I hear nothing but... <laughs> mm, I Wait, would so guess... Let me the options again. So is it A, ooh, I just can't handle you. B, <laughs> we are behind you, Christina. C, you just turned 22. Or I think it D, would be... Oh, yeah. Or D... Welcome to Jack in the Box. Would you like to try our new sauced and loaded curly <laughs> fries with chipped cheese and bacon? I think it's C, if anything, but I didn't hear any discernible words. They believe it is, we are behind you, Christina. Of course they do. Maybe it's the ghost of Joan Crawford. I don't hear... How do they hear? And I hear, I can tell. It sounds like a man's frequency of a voice, but that's it. I can't tell words. I know. I didn't really hear it either. But let me play one more. This is from somebody named Joseph Fontaine. And he wrote, along an old stagecoach path in the woods of Attleboro, Massachusetts. Oh, haunted. Yep. I came across an old foundation while metal detecting. Oh, he's a metal detector guy. This voice was recorded as soon as I came to the foundation and turned my recorder on. It seems intelligent and aware of my presence, and it also sounds female. Okay. This one I think I can hear a little bit better. All right, here we go. It's a lot of background noise, but it's kind of a whisper voice. Let me play it again. Okay. I just hear birds. <laughs> I know you can definitely hear birds, but it's like I a, know what you mean by the whisper. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, here, let it's, me give you some options. It's way too low. Okay. Is it A, you're not my brother either? B, remember Evil Knievel? <laughs> C, get out of here. No more people. Or D, I'm out of the rainbow paper. You know that thing, like when you. Uh, or a manager at a, a gay pride stationery store and you run out of... Uh, oh, I yes. You know that thing. <laughs> it's one of my many jobs. Wait, <laughs> play it one more time. I, I guess I maybe could hear the word people. So I'd say no more people. Yeah, get out of here. No more people, which is like very relevant to now. Like people in these grocery stores <laughs> right. packed. Uh, I honestly, I hear, I'm out of the rainbow paper. 
I wish it was. I still don't even really hear anything, but there is something with the P for sure. Paper. Turns out the correct answer for that one was C. Get out of here. No more people. Oh, Jen, this has been wonderful. Thank you ah, so much. It's been interesting so to hear your, like, you have a very, uh, a different type of approach than um, than I was thinking for some reason. I don't know. For some reason, I I guess I assumed that you, like, really believed or something. But I don't know. I, I, just, I think it's cool to hear um, the way you break it down. Well, I think there was a time when I really, really did. And then just something na- like I wasn't trying to not believe. But then I just think naturally something happened where I went, oh, I guess I don't. But that doesn't mean that I don't love it and that I don't want there to be. And that I'm I'm sure I'm wrong. You know, yeah, um, it's just fun to think about. And I love that your EVP clips were from Massachusetts. And I was talking about that. That's weird. Uh, well, I tried to not to. Oh, you debunk. tried to. Well, actually, yeah, it was a, that was a ghost thing. No, but I try to. Um, <laughs> I try to take it from places where people are from. Well, well something's Jen, going on in Salem for sure. Tell us so. what, what's going on with you. Where where can people find you? Um, can you say where the uh, the your Christmas show is again? Oh, sure. If people want to come, it's onlocationlive.com slash Jen Kirkman or follow me on Twitter at Jen Kirkman and it would be the pinned tweet. And then I also have a free podcast people can listen to called No Fun, the Jen Kirkman podcast. Anywhere you get podcasts, it's just me an hour a week talking about what went on in my life and the world that week. And, you know, just it's really stupid. It's not really political or anything serious. <laughs> I love it, though. I mean, it's like it's it's almost like listening to someone's diary or something like you're so uh, open and and you share all kinds of things. Thank you, Jen. Isn't that such an interesting perspective? It's like she's definitely she seems to be a skeptic, you know, but but she's had her experiences and uh, she's very funny about it. And uh, check out her Christmas show. I love her Christmas show. And that's actually oh, my God, it's tomorrow. So, uh, you know, make sure you go check that out and. Follow her on the social media platforms for all that information. I'll be doing a listener episode very soon. So please, if you have a listener story, I want to talk to you on the show. So send those to me at ghostedbyroz at gmail.com and put in the subject line, listener episode. If you want me to give a shout out to your loved ones, if you want me to say hi, Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, whatever, I'll say it. That's just cameo.com slash Ross Follow me on all the platforms at Ross Join our Facebook group, Ghosted by Ross And hear that exclusive bonus clip that I find very juicy with Jen Kirkman. Um, at patreon.com slash where she talks about the EVP that she captured and the spooky backstory that is not necessarily paranormal, but nonetheless terrifying. And you can see those clips of me hearing an EVP at the old LA Zoo and talking about haunted dolls on eBay. Please give the show five stars. 
And if you have a ghost story, leave it on a five-star review. And tell your friends about it. I love you all, both living and dead. But if I didn't ask you to haunt me, don't haunt me. Okay, bye! Star Bands Avenue, a podcast network.